And the Lord was just speaking into me and telling me to keep going and that he gave me a lot of strength and confidence in, in that moment. And I felt like I could just drink water forever. You know, I didn't need to stop. And Welcome to the Run the Race podcast, where we talk every week about fitness and faith. You know, we all need motivation, whether it's to lose weight or get stronger physically or to get closer to God as we seek purpose in our lives. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, hoping to inspire you to run the race of life as we sit down with fascinating guests, digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. I know there's a lot going on, a lot of stress and anxiety. Uh, You're probably home. Uh, A lot of people have millions have lost their jobs, and uh, a lot of people around us are sick, and uh, you know, um, thousands and thousands of people dying all over the nation. Uh, our prayers are for our nation and for our world, uh, really on our knees right now during this pandemic. Uh, it gives us also an opportunity to pause and look to God for our strength and for our healing. Uh, so this is an opportunity to do that and focus on that, especially with Easter just a few days away, the, the holiest day, the holiest week of the year. Usually church attendance is the highest ever that day of the year. But uh, a lot of churches will not be meeting in person. They'll be doing it online. So this is you know, a chance to gather with your family, uh, with your phone or laptop or computer, and still have church, still have praise and worship in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you are. And my guest for this week, which uh, this is the 20th episode of the Run the Race podcast, it's great to know we've lasted this long so far. Our guest is Trey Rager, who just finished a 37-day strict water fast, lost 50 pounds, uh, really uh, focusing his life, especially these last five weeks, on Jesus. So we're going to talk to him a little bit later in uh, this episode. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of examples in the Bible, uh, people fasting, Moses, uh, David, Nehemiah, Isaiah, uh, Apostle Paul, and, of course, Jesus talking about it, saying, you know, certain things that uh, they, they don't go out except for by prayer and by fasting. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever fasted before. I've done. I've never done a water-only fast. I have done a Daniel fast, which is known as just natural stuff. You're eating only vegetables, whole wheat stuff, nothing uh, fake, no preservatives, uh, just sticking to water, no meat, no dairy, no cheese, any of that kind of stuff. So I've done that for a week at a time, two weeks at a time. And uh, really, definitely uh, cleanses you out and gives you a, a new purpose, a new new uh, you know lease on life, and especially spiritually. You know, fasting has been part of Christianity really from the beginning. And different Christians fast in different ways. Sometimes, you know, for Lent, the 40 days, you, you some people fast chocolate or Facebook, things like that. For Catholics, fasting is really uh, generally required on Ash Wednesday and on Good Friday. Fasting really is an opportunity to draw closer to God and focus more deeply on prayer and other spiritual practices. The idea is to empty yourself out so you really can receive the Spirit, receive God inside of the Holy Spirit, receiving Him more. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, you know Easter coming up in just a few days. I'm not sure when you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to it. But um, I want to encourage you to uh, still have church, still uh, have community, whether it be through Zoom or, or through watching Facebook Live sermons or, uh, or any, any other way that you can reach out to your church and, and gather with your family. This is an opportunity to be with your family and spend some quality time that maybe we've been missing out on. 
one thing I would say is if you've uh, seen the movie, maybe you could rewatch it again. Maybe it's the 20th time you've seen it. Passion of the Christ uh, with Mel Gibson that he did that, and and uh, it's it's an amazing movie. Uh, can be violent at times, but it really shows the sacrifice Jesus made for us on the cross. In fact, there is a meme I saw going around on social media recently. It says they're predicting this will be a rough week for America. It was a rough week for Jesus, too, but just look at the outcome because Jesus hung on the cross, uh, died for our sins. Um, he took all the sins upon him, and he sacrificed. He was in such pain, and they, they spread his arms out, and you lose oxygen, and he was punished in the crown of thorns and just really humiliated. And then the, on the third day, the tomb was empty. He rose again. That's what Easter is all about, Good Friday uh, is the, um, the the death on the cross, and then on Easter is the resurrection. It gives us the hope that Jesus died, but He is alive now for us and in heaven, and uh, and 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 also within us. It talks in Second Corinthians five seven. We walk by faith, not by sight. Um, in, in the midst of all this coronavirus and the pandemic, uh, I'm I'm just started this new devotional with our our local church youth group called Facing the Unknown. It's on the YouVersion Bible app, and it talks about how, um, you know, it's it's not what we, um, you know, it's not what we see, it's what we, you know, don't see. It's the unseen. Um, and uh, coronavirus is something that is affecting a lot of people and, and literally infecting people, but, you know, it's something that we don't see. It's something that, you know, the people are silent carriers. It's a silent enemy and virus, and um, it's deadly. And, you know, the, for us, it's all about um, walking by faith again, not by sight. You know, will we trust God? Will we have faith that God is going to bring so much good out of this? And once again, let's go to our guest, Trey Rager, for this podcast. And, uh, you know, he talks about the spiritual and physical benefits of fasting and uh, just the, you know, amazing things his body went through over the course of uh, 37 days and uh, the transformation uh, why he had to stop short of the 40-day plan or goal of his. Also, we talk about you know being in a quarantine, uh, doing church for Easter, which will be an unusual way to do that, obviously. Being a new father, he's got a five-month-old. And what we saw together when we were in Africa last summer. So here's my discussion with my friend Trey. And Trey Rager joins us now on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming in, Trey. Oh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. And uh, so uh, just as a precaution, as we are doing in this world of coronavirus, when you walked in the door, we kept our distance, and you took your temperature. I think it was uh, 96 or 97, so you're good to go. Yeah, you told me it was in a good range. So <laughs> You are safe, uh, so uh, I appreciate you coming in for sure. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about your uh, 37-day a strict only water fast and about Easter coming up, all kinds of things. But I wanted to do a little getting to know you first, a little fast forward. So first of all, uh, what is your job description at work and also at home now? So at work, I work at, uh, I'm a database administrator during the day. Um, I work uh, on IBM systems and at home. I'm a husband and I'm a, a new father as well. Playing those roles has, has been great and getting in, being a new dad has just been amazing. Wow. Um, my my son now he's getting close to five months so wow. he's getting big quick it's, it's amazing they really they really do grow up quickly so. yeah congratulations yeah, uh, hopefully yeah. you're getting some sleep as well uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay so right now how do you stay physically fit or you know what what are your um, goals or, or things you do now so I, I do run a uh, small distance and then I do gym and I'm just now starting to pick up uh, cycling so. 
Very cool. Yeah. Um, do you have a particular faith or spiritual motto, a verse that you try to live by every day? Um, you know, uh, one of the biggest scriptures that really make an impact on me is Galatians 2.20. It's not I that live, but Christ that lives through me. So That's awesome. Yeah, I kind of try to keep that in the forefront of my mind to know that it's less of me and more of him. So Yeah, and walking that out, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Um, and then one last thing for the fast forward, what is something unique about uh, Trey Rager? Um, I guess, you know, just my uniqueness would be uh, the willingness to be a very strictly obedient to what Christ calls me to do. Um, radical fasting, maybe, uh, something like that. So, um, yeah, we all have our uniqueness. So. Yeah. Things sometimes we that, that we hear God telling us and we tend to run from, you you hopefully you try to strive to not run from it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People at home or maybe listening to this on the podcast, the, I guess the first question they may have is, why in the world would you do a 37-day, uh, or I know you were, the goal was 40-day strict water fast, I guess water with electrolytes. So tell me about what was the, the thinking behind um, doing this. So um, as a Christian, you know, anybody that's, that God really leads into a fast, um, you know, right away by being obedient to step into that fast, you're, God loves you and he's, he's blessing you and you're blessed just by being obedient for stepping into it. Um, to really explain that, I got to go back a little ways. When I was around 23 years old, I did a small fast and afterwards, it really wasn't during the fast, but afterwards is when my life was just kind of flipped upside down and a lot of changes happened in my life because of that fast, which I didn't really realize at the time that was the reason why all the changes were happening, you know, because I was uh, following God and doing all the things that he was calling me to do. Um, and then fast forward, uh, maybe about four or five years ago, I was, uh, uh, the Daniel fast, I was a vegan and a plant-based diet for probably about two years. And during that time, so I went from doing a short five-day fast to being a very strict plant-based uh, eater, which pulled out a lot of toxins, a lot of, you know, it's the same kind of fast, like a Daniel fast. And um, this last year, I started hearing about uh, March 1st, there was going to be starting a 40-day uh fast to usher in uh, Jesus this year uh, and and um, Lou Engel was sponsoring in a big evangelist in the world and um, there, he was calling thousands of people across the world to really participate in this and uh, at first I kind of just heard it in the back of my head you know and just kept going about my day and my work <laughs> and stuff but I kept noticing it and, you know, a few days before the fast even started, I really hadn't even planned to fast. And I talked to my friend saying, I think I am going to do this on March 1st. He says, oh, you are? We're, me and my wife are going to do it too. And so it really was like confirmation for me that I really needed to step in and just do a, do a, a, a water fast, you know. And at the time, I was really just planning on maybe going for, you know, four or five days at average. But after the uh, first three, four days of fasting and after that kind of that the, the toxins came out and you started to feel a little bit better and the first uh kind of the headache started to go away a little bit i really kind of found myself in a place uh, really level-headed in a place of clarity and the lord was just speaking into me and telling me to keep going and that he gave me a lot of strength and confidence in in that moment and I felt like I could just drink water forever. You know, I didn't need to stop. And so I just kept drinking water. Uh, and this is water with uh, electrolytes or a special kind of water? Yeah, so water with electrolytes, when you say that, you got potassium, you got your um, magnesium and your sodium. And um, those 
minerals are really electrolytes that you really need um, for to, to stabilize yourself during a fast. Uh, if I were just to drink regular tap water, I think that would be a whole lot harder than if I had all the minerals in there as well. So. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. And was, uh, I mean, did you have your energy level kind of up and down? You Some days was really bad. Some days were really good. Or So it was interesting because, you know, this is a prayer and a fasting type uh, situation. And uh, the clarity that came, it brought a joy, uh, like a supernatural joy that came along with it. And when I say the clarity, you know, in the word, it talks about like certain demons can only be casted out of somebody through prayer and fasting, not just prayer. And so I started to get these, this realization that uh, by fasting, you know, before I fasted, I would pray a lot and I would feel maybe some attacks from the enemy here and there and my spiritual walk and stuff. But by stepping out and fasting and that clarity that came, there was no attack. Like there, it was just pure focus. It was pure, uh, just me and uh, my relationship with Jesus and being able to focus on things I needed to get done. And then, you know, my, my relationships and all that. And, and remember, this is right in the midst. This is March 1st around that time. So it's right before people were even really told about the coronavirus outbreaks and we really were even stepping into the coronavirus. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So amidst the coronavirus. So when this all starts kind of going down a few weeks ago and you're, you're in the middle of this 40 day water fast, what were your thoughts? Were you thinking, Oh, Oh my, uh, this is good timing or bad timing or. <laughs> yeah. So, um, right away, my, my thoughts, uh, and like what God was kind of telling me is that, you know, me losing the weight and getting the toxins out of my body was going to make me healthier to be able to withstand if I got sick or something like that. But then I have had others in my life saying that, you know, when you fast, you don't want to do a long-term fast during an outbreak because it weakens your immune system and you're more, more susceptible to, to sickness. Sure. And, and so there's two sides of the road there. And I think that the latter is the more, you know, the, the wiser way because you your immune system is a lot weaker and you shouldn't be doing long-term fasts when there's sickness like this going around. But when you're in the middle of a fast like that, you're so focused on God and you're so focused on just uh, seeing him reveal himself more in your life and you're so hungry for him you're not even really focusing on the virus at all. So the whole first part of the fast and even the whole virus, um, I didn't really watch the news, didn't really know a lot of the stuff that was going on, which, um, you know, and actually the enemy really early on in my fast really tried to scare me because if you look up online, you go on the Google machine and <laughs> you um, search, you know, long-term fasts and you try to start to look, uh, research water fast only 40 days, etc. Um, you get a whole bunch of articles about some people die at 26 days from doing it wrong and there's all these ways to fast and it can really scare you and instill a fear, right? So while the world around me was dealing with the fears of the coronavirus, I was dealing with some of the fears and trusting God to deliver me from a lot of the fears from the fast. So I had my own kind of spiritual battle going on at the same time. And so that kind of my spiritual battle and not eating in the water fast kind of took forefront compared to maybe I get sick, you know? Yeah. Um, but I kind of distrusted got through that and I knew one thing I continued to tell myself the whole time was God has given me grace uh, to, to continue and that he will not fail me you know and there it was a supernatural grace that um, I continue to walk in because of it so yeah and we're, we we want to talk to you a little bit about the spiritual impacts of this for you and maybe other people thinking about fasting but I did mm -hmm. want to kind of touch a little bit on the fact that you have lost 50 pounds in the last um, I guess it's been five weeks of this uh, fast, which is, I guess, that's a physical benefit of of doing something like this. Um, 
what was that something you expected or thought knew was kind of going to happen? Do you have like new goals now in terms of your weight because of this or? Yeah. So, um, I kind of knew, um, when you, in the beginning, when I started losing one to two pounds a day, I didn't really expect, and I wasn't really watching it a whole lot closer, probably about halfway through my fast. I met somebody that was like, Hey, you need to get one of these body composition scales. I should have told you to do this earlier. Um, but you know, you should do it now. So I, I got a scale halfway between and started weighing kind of halfway after I saw some, some benefits to the fast as well from that side. So so was it in terms of the benefits, has it, um, you know, obviously there's, there's the spiritual side of it, but the physical side of it for you and you release toxins, Yeah. but do you feel like, um, a lot different? I mean, obviously you don't have those 50 pounds on you, but do you feel a lot different physically as well? Yeah. So, um, the, um, you really feel, um, if you've ever done the keto diet, you really feel like you come into like a very deep, deep state of ketosis. Um, where you stop burning the sugars because you've burned them off and detoxed all the sugars and the toxins in your body, and you start to burn body fat. Um, so you're just purely burning body fat for the the entirety of the fast. And then actually, um, uh, you know, I started thinking, you know, I can just stay in this state of a water fast forever. And then when I do need nutrition, I can just kind of pick up you know, some bone broth or whatever I need here and there. I was in that mindset of that. I could just pick up whatever I need for nutrition and then kind of come back to this state of water fasting to burn off whatever toxins I ingested and then benefit from the nutrition as well. And so like it started just to like be really disciplined like that and um, just kind of give me ideas of how to stay healthier in the future and maintain a healthy lifestyle instead of getting into a place where, you know, you have to, fast to lose 50 pounds or you do lose 50 pounds or that kind of thing you know yeah. so and then in the future with future fast you know that um you'll, you'll probably face different challenges instead of the ones you've already faced so and you you know the goal of course was was 40 days so you got to day 37 uh this week mm-hmm. and so what happened was there like a okay um your body going into uh, you know, where like almost like shock you, it was time to, to stop or what? <laughs> well, so no. So I got, you know, um, early on, like I got to 10 and I just, um, I was on, on Facebook. I got really involved in the Jesus fast. There's a Facebook um, group that uh, early on, I kind of got involved in the conversation just for some additional support and to communicate what I was going through and stuff. Um, and, um, got some good encouragement there. So uh, I decided just, uh, on Facebook as well, that every 10 days to do a video to update kind of what's going on, that I'm, 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 I'm okay that, you know, I'm full of energy and encouraged and just share what God had on my heart. And so I did it on day 10, I did that on day 20 and then I did it on day 30 and then it, you know, it, by day 30, it, things were just going really easy still, like just going along fairly, like uh, I had my joy, I had all that. And then after 30, I still had joy. I still had, you know, prayer and all that, but I could, t- I could tell I was a little more sluggish. I was a little more tired. Um, you know, the word says to wash your face and to get up and put a smile on and, and to go forward. And so that's what I did. And um, you could see the evolution even in those videos. I went and watched them on Facebook, the, the, how you, your face changed um, in terms of physically, but also like you could see the kind of a little bit of weakness there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So come day, you know, I want to say I stopped on 37, but the last three or four days I was waking up and feeling very nauseous. Uh, I was feeling, um, 
you know, I was uh, half the, the morning, I was just battling the nauseousness, trying to drink electrolytes, trying to get, I, I, would, I would drink a little bit of uh, Himalayan sea salt with it too, to get a little more electrolytes, because that's what that is, same thing. And uh, just doing anything I can just to feel a little better. And where I live, I live in a condo with a back porch where the sun would shine on it. And so I would actually, because I was, you know, vitamin D from the sun, I would go and lay out and just try to soak up some minerals and some vitamins from the sun just to get some (laughs) kind of like, you know, relief, you know. So after about four days of just seeking relief there and, you know, at the same time, you got to realize I'm at home, we're doing the quarantine, we're, we're preparing for with getting some groceries, my, I have a son, so I'm taking care the entire time of the fast, I'm cooking my wife dinner every night just because, um, you know, I was really motivated to start watching more about healthy eating and I was making these amazing recipes for my wife because I had to have something to do, you know. And the stuff that you couldn't eat, I guess. It, I couldn't, it smelled really good. <laughs> But yeah, free smells, I guess. So, uh, how how good was it to 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 drink the uh, was it a beef broth or bone broth like yesterday or today? And and yeah. are you looking forward to like uh, any particular food uh, now that this is over? Or? So day thirty seven, <laughs> that was last night. Um, I was fine. I just kind of looked at my wife and I said, yeah, I need to drink some bone broth. So she prepared it for me. Um, I got some um, from Publix which is completely organic and was clean. Um, and, um, bone broth's a lot better than regular chicken broth. It has more, uh, collagen and different things you kind of need as far as mineral goes. Um, so I drank some of that. And then the next thing I knew, um, you know, I'm on the porch talking to her and I said, where have I been? Cause I was in a different place. You wow. know, like I just kind of said, like, have I been here? And she's like, you know, I, we've, I've been here to support you and you really haven't, you know, like you've been making dinners, you've been doing a lot of things and helping out with the baby and stuff like that. But I can tell like you're just barely getting along like towards the end, you know. Um, and so I was just very glad that like I was and I, I could tell like my my like neurons in my brain were just firing off from the broth. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm looking around and it was just supernatural <laughs> how amazing it was. Because, uh, <laughs> it tasted good too, but it was just yeah. the feeling and like the, uh, uh, being able to talk to her. Um, she was really excited about me not continuing. So, <laughs> so what's next? Uh, pizza or chicken? I know you have to kind of slow, oh, okay. slowly come off the fast. Yeah. But, but like, is there something like, you know, I mean, you know, obviously this was a spiritual awakening and uh-huh. an important event, but obviously, you know, you like food as well. Sure. Yeah. I love to eat. So, <laughs> um, but I, I'm, you know, it's interesting cause I'm trying to, to curve that a little bit as, as much as I like to eat this to have better choices. But, um, after a 40 day fast, they say that every day you fast, you should spend breaking that fast. So for mm. the next 40 days, I started with broth. I'll start introducing some fruits. I'll start introducing vegetables gotcha. and soups. And then, um, after I, I'm able to stomach those things and, you know, for long enough, then I'll probably, you know, start on a little bit of meat, a little some steak here and there, and um, I am looking forward to getting some uh, some sushi. And um, I'm trying to watch my carb levels now too, though. So I'm sure. trying to do more high fats, less carbs, or just slow carbs. Yeah. Um, that Indian food was really good that uh, we had together in Africa. I what? told you that. I, I, I <laughs> when I was fasting, I thought of you, and I was like, that Indian food sounds good. good. And yeah. actually, before I, like towards <laughs> the end, before I would go to bed like thoughts of food were just racing through my mind and I couldn't stop thinking wow. and I had to pray to stop the food thoughts, you know? Yeah. So, but all, like yours was, that was one of them. You yeah. Know, well, well, we're going to talk about that Africa <laughs> trip in just a few minutes. 
And we'll be right back to our discussion with Trey Raker after this short break where we have an important message for you about what to do during this COVID-19 pandemic. In this crisis, you can save lives just by staying home. That's how we beat this thing. By staying home. We all have a part to do by staying apart. That's why we're asking you, please, please stay home. But I also wanted to ask you about, so the, the spiritual benefits. So now that the, the fast is over, I mean, five weeks is a long time for, yeah. for anything, but it's especially to do something like this. So for you and maybe for other people that maybe have followed your journey and coworkers or friends of yours, what's been the kind of spiritual like revelation or impact of something like this? Because a lot of people want to know, okay, what, not that what do I get out of it, mm. but like how has it maybe changed you and your um, your priorities? Yeah. So I think um, I do want to answer kind of some, some of what you get out of it um, because um, I think when we're obedient to God and we do, um, when we push ourselves beyond our limits, um, we find out that a lot of times the fear of man will cause us to continue to um, – um, not step out and do things that God is calling us into. Um, and so taking those risks sometimes and trusting that you hear the voice of God and following the voice of God outside of the, that place of fear sets us free, you know? And so it's further freedom. It's, um, actually, you know, doing the water fast the way I did it. Um, you know, I'd, I had done the Daniel fast before I'd done a fast before and I've done other fasts before, but I'd never really done such a strict water fast. And I, I really felt God was calling me to do that. And so by doing that, I did step out of the fear of that. And, you know, family members of mine and people in my life that, uh, are seeing me grow up my entire life that they just think you're crazy because, you know, that's something totally out of the ordinary. Um, but it's actually an act of, um, you know, I, I want to grow in my life and I want to grow to know God more. And God says it's the pressing and the crushing of uh, that that causes us to seek Him of deliverance in our life, uh, no matter if you're the most seasoned Christian or you're just a new Christian, you know. So um, I think just um, always being obedient to God, especially in the place you know with the water fast, uh, when you're dealing with a potential life and death situation, you really have to hear the voice of God. And doing the fast and things like that do allow you to hear his voice a lot clearer, allow you to um, understand, you know, when he quickens you to go and to not kind of delay and don't tarry, but to step out and to go. So um, I think the the benefit for me more than anything is a mental clarity and um, uh, even a further deliverance from um, thoughts and ideas that I might have been entertaining in the past that weren't actually leading me in the right direction. But now I can, you know, a lot of those have been subsided so I can, um, steer clear of them and kind of continue my journey just to seek Jesus more every day. Um, and then now that I'm introducing nutrition back in my body, kind of like I explained the first fast, how nothing really happened during, but after the impact and the reward was amazing. So now is the season of reaping after kind of sowing and, and, you know, during the fast, God really spoke to me. He said, um, you know, with the coronavirus, um, with Passover coming up and Easter coming up, um, that they through the 16th, the virus is actually going to lift. And he says that the the virus is not going to be here anymore, but the people are still going to be in fear. And he's calling the laborers uh, and the, uh, uh, the laborers out into the harvest to go and to 
preach the word of God, to tell them about Jesus, that he died on the cross and rose again to set us free so we don't have to be in fear anymore and we can walk and we can be in fellowship and we can be in community. I mean, I've talked more with my neighbors in the last month than I have like forever. So yeah, um, it's really amazing. And um, based off of that, you know, another thing that God showed me was, you know, usually with missions and, you know, God sends us to dark places in the world that need to know Jesus. Well, because of this virus, the whole world's in a dark place. Yeah. So you can see how big the harvest is. It's a worldwide revival. It's not just, you know, revival in certain patches and certain areas like it's been before. God has decentralized the church. So um, it's no longer within the four walls. He's He's gotten rid of the, the idol, idols of, uh, you know, I'm just going to say this with sports and other things sure. that when we, when we cheer on our favorite football team more than we do Jesus every day, um, things like that, that just to refocus, and it's not bad to have those things in our life, but when we put God first, they're more enjoyable and we, we enjoy each other more. So Yeah, and just like with your fast, you know, less is more. Is, is you hear that sometimes and kind of being thrown around flippantly, mm. but for you, obviously less food or just no food um, for, uh, you know, five weeks. And, uh, and you know, we're – we're kind of getting so many different parts of our culture and our, our daily lives that we're used to kind of ripped from us in terms of being able to kind of uh, hug people and spend time with uh, friends and family and to go to work perhaps or um, watch sports and other things like that mm-hmm. and, and have that community in person. Um, but like you said, it, it's kind of we've had to change our attitude about what does community mean. And, you know, f- for you, you know, and you've seen this, we've got Easter coming up, obviously. It's it's the biggest day of the year for the Christian faith and for the churches. Usually it's the highest attendance. But uh, now we're going to be do- having most churches will be doing it online, virtually. Um, so do you think that that is um, beneficial? Do you th- I mean, obviously, you know, going through it can be can hurt at times because not being with people. But do you think that there's going to be um, a different kind of awakening because of this whole quarantine social distancing? I think I think there's going to have to be because I know there's people hurting right now that miss community and they miss their being around their church family and, um, you know, people that miss us going to see their parents or going to see their, their, their brother and sister in town or wherever, you know, because they're just quarantined in their homes. Um, but I do see that even, you know, the landscape's been changed. It's kind of the same with 9-11 when the landscape was changed before 9-11, the way the church looked and after the way the church kind of, it's, some of them tried to stay the same and then are still trying to stay the same, but a lot of them look different. And so it's the same with this COVID-19. Um, the church looks a certain way before, but because of it, it's going to look different afterwards. And people, I think, are God's shifting our cravings and what we're used to and what we want from others and from a community to make it look different. And so it's more intimate it's more intimate than it's ever been. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of it, you can see more in other countries, um, Christians walking down the street hand in hand, you know, and just loving on one another and, and, and you know, knowing, knowing your community and knowing the people in your church and knowing those things and the, the just putting an importance on those. And, um, yes, I think we'll, we'll see the landscapes changed and I think we'll see it be permanent and even grow in a different direction, um, to prevent, you know, because people don't like to be hurt. People don't like to continue to make mistakes. And I think that we have to learn from our mistakes. So, yeah. And you were talking earlier about, um, you know, you and your wife uh, have a five month old son now. And uh, at being a new father, I wanted to ask you about that a little bit because now this is, you know, your son 
uh, will have grown up, you know, kind of as, as, a, as a baby in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic that will go down in history. Mm. So, uh, you know, kind of a twofold question. Why, you know, how, well, first of all, what's it like being a father? I mean, is that obviously that's been a, a life changing thing for, for you? <laughs> yeah, um, it really has. Um, you know, we, we prayed hard um, for this and, um, uh, we've, uh, God's worked amazing. You know, without Jesus, there is no family. And without Jesus, I wouldn't have a wife without Jesus. I wouldn't have a baby. And it's amazing how he's the thing that holds us all together. And, you know, with my son, you know, right now he's not, we just put him in the crib. Uh, not, you know, he was in a bassinet by our bed for, you know, for a few months. And now we put him in the crib and he's sleeping in the crib now. And so, you know, you're getting up every night and just getting to see him every morning and learning that new kind of routine and new, and a new face every morning and getting to see him, um, smile at you and getting to learn that fatherly bond thing that they, people talk about. And I'm just, ex I'm really excited, you know, like just to see him grow more every day. He tried a piece of watermelon today for the first time and, you nice. know, he didn't like it, but uh, <laughs> I don't know any babies that do. But, but dad's probably like, Oh, I want some watermelon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, and so what's it been, you know, I, I know you, you're obviously working from home, like so many people in America now, uh, because of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess the, the benefit for you is more, more time with your wife and son, right? Yeah, so, um, so I think four weeks now, uh, um, TSIS, where I work at, as a database administrator, they sent us home to work from home, work remote, which isn't too foreign because we have the option to work remote, work from home if we want to anyways. But uh, just, just being home has been awesome. Yeah, we, you know, just uh, I'll, I'll work on one side, she'll work on the other side. And, um, you know, just when the, when the, you know, you're taking care of a toddler at the same time though, because the daycares are closed. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's like, I'm, you know, we take turns taking care of him and, uh, making sure he's entertained and has something to do and, or playing with him while each other are working. And it's a good little, uh, team thing we have going on. So you don't have to pick a place to meet for lunch. You just say, Hey, Hey, I'll meet you in the living room, uh, <laughs> yeah. the kitchen. We'll, uh, we'll have some sandwiches. <laughs> That's it. Praise um, God. now you were talking about how, um, you work with, uh, computers and information technology as your as your day job but i know that you know your passion obviously is jesus mm -hmm. and being an evangelist and yeah. you've, you've you're like me you're involved with a local nonprofit ministry called take the city mm -hmm. and uh, you and i were able to go last summer uh with a, a group of four guys to africa we were we went to malawi the warm heart of africa and kenya and ended up with a brief stop in, in Johannesburg in South Africa. So tell me about um, that trip. What stood out for you? I mean, obviously, there's so many things, that, the cultural eye-opener that it was. But I know that you and I experienced the fact that there's such a emphasis on a just powerful prayer and worship there, right, that we saw firsthand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um it was it was awesome. I think firsthand we first got to Nairobi, downtown Nairobi, the city center. We went up to the church, and I think right away they told us uh, they started after the service. Uh, they started praying, and uh, Josh told us a guy that we were with, uh, Josh Lindquist. He said, "Well, you know, they're going to be sitting here praying till two in the morning like that." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> is that normal? Yeah, right. Well, you know, in our churches back home, you know, we we, uh, we service is over. Everyone's running out there going to get a bite to eat or something. Exactly, you know, they're not yeah. sitting in there praying and and praying for the nations and praying for their 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 nations to to come alive and um that was amazing to see that and um you know down in malawi we met a whole bunch more people there um some really good friends that you know we're not sure we're gonna be able to make it back there this year because of the virus but we're praying about it right now if everything clears up we, who knows what god wants to do um but 
um, some friends of ours there, you know, they're, they're sheltering in place too. And a lot of the, those communities, um, they're really reliant on missions and they're really reliant on funds that come in from missions and they're just not getting the funding. You know, they're, they're hungry. They're not getting the, the source of in, income and other things that they're used to getting just like we're not here, you know, losing jobs and stuff and, in a third world country that can be a little bit harder. So, uh, we're praying for them there and, uh, our brothers and sisters there to make sure that they get through safely. So. Yeah. Is it is, is missions and um, evangelizing, whether it be in, in a neighborhood here in America or in Africa, is that something that's a passion for you or why is that something that's you feel like is a, a focus of your life? You know, I, I, I really like in the U.S. doing evangelism because there's people that need an extreme amount of help here, an extreme amount of prayer here, an extreme amount of deliverance. Um, there's just as much witchcraft, there's just as much um, um, problems in our society in the U.S. as there is all over the world. Uh, but there's something about uh, and, uh, being obedient and going overseas to maybe Africa or maybe going to South America or maybe going to a foreign country to see how they worship, to see how much more fire they have for God than a lot of us do in the United States and to carry that fire back with you and, and to let, really let that sink in and re- let it be imparted to you. Um, for the last year since I went to Africa, I've been up every morning at 4 a.m. reading my Bible. You know, that's an impartation from Julius Subi right there. You know what I mean? The, the, the apostle there in, in Africa. So, I mean, we have to keep our hearts open everywhere we go because God has a gift of, of, of not just, you know, initial salvation, but after we're Christians, we, you know, everyone has, um, God has given a gift to. It's a nice, neat package that we need to be open to each other and love each other and we can share in those things. So, yeah, and it was so cool, both of us getting the opportunity to, to um, deliver messages, sermons to various churches and uh, outdoor rallies and, yeah. and uh, I mean, crusades and just to see, you know, just the, the impact and, and, and the people there. Because I know Malawi, especially, you know, they call it the warm heart of Africa, but people are just so friendly and uh, just open to um, just what God wanted to do. And they were just like ready for anything, you know? It was like a picture-perfect thing watching you playing soccer, the dirt, <laughs> and, you know, your tie on and everything. It, it was just neat, you know, playing with those kids. And, yeah, you know, they didn't have a care in the world. They just wanted to play. And, um, even uh, going to, like you said, to the other churches or the big crusades that we went to and, and being able to, to preach and really share a message or a word that God put on our heart and seeing how much they, they reverenced that as the word of God and they received it. Like, you know, I still have a, a friend right now of one of the churches I went to that last Sunday that um, he says, uh, we've still been implementing the word that you've been pre- you came here to preach, you know, a year later. And it's just amazing how they hold on to that word and they, you know, it's just, it's, it's powerful. The word of God, it never returns void. It goes forward. And it's, uh, it's amazing to see God in action when you do go overseas and you do go to Africa or, um, it's fun. It's a lot, it's a really good time to see God just, uh, transform lives. Yeah. And I know you work for a corporation now, but maybe one day, uh, you know, months or years (laughs) from now, you might be working full time in ministry. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Well, right? it's, what's interesting, you know, because when you pray for God to give you funds or to give you these things, he gives you a job, you know, to, uh, you know, Paul was a tent maker and I'm more uh, aligned with being a tent maker in ministry than being just a, in ministry. So, yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. Well, I, I usually close the podcast and, and my, you know, um, in part with prayer. So I'm going to kind of, I, I would like to, for you to uh, close us out in prayer oh, today for our podcast. Today. All right, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time to come together with Dennis and just, uh, 
Rejoice about the things you've done in our lives, over our families, over our community, over our nation, God. Lord, I just even pray for our president right now, God, and over this nation and with uh, everything going on with the coronavirus and the people and the sickness. I just declare it right now. Everything's healed in Jesus' name. And I just declare right now that uh, this Passover, God, isn't just a normal Passover. It's a real Passover, God. It's a real thing that's happening in the spirit realm, God, and it's happening in real life right now. And I thank you for what you're going to do. Um, through your chosen people here on earth, God, that you would just call them right now out of the darkness, call er, call your labors into the harvest, embolden them and then strengthen them, God. I pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you very much, Trey yeah, Rager. Thanks, and, uh, man. Thanks go, for having me. Go get some food. Okay? Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> It was great to sit down with Trey and talk to him about uh, this, and, and I know he's looking forward to uh, um, you know finally eating some real food and not just having water with electrolytes in it. And he'll slowly kind of come out of that fast and uh, with a newfound um, you know uh, kind of focus on his faith and on Jesus and on being healthy as a person as well, because that's important for us as fathers, as husbands, as just people in life to to be stronger. Uh, not only physically, but also mentally and spiritually, because right now it's a really tough time for a lot of folks, especially mental health wise. And so we need to kind of focus on the father and, uh, and be with people around us as much as we can. Just, just our kind of group of a family at home. And cause it's not, you know, again, it's, it's social distancing, but it is not, um, emotional distancing. We definitely need to still connect with folks for sure. Turning now to our final segments of this podcast, of course, we have Food for Thought, which is a, have some focus on uh, different kinds of fasting. We're going to start on the uh, fitness side of things when it comes to uh, intermittent fasting. A lot of Some of you may have done that before. I know my wife has done it where she only eats from like noon until 7 p.m., and some people do it for weight loss or for other health reasons. There's an article from Real Homes which talks about how intermittent fasting is a weight loss strategy that's really kind of been in the headlines lately. Nowadays, it promises to help you lose weight, and it also improves blood pressure and cholesterol levels. The idea, of course, you're eating fewer calories uh, by doing it uh, intermittently, providing the body a, a, a way to adapt to that low-calorie diet and uh, you may lose weight in, in different times and in different ways. Uh, other than that, weight loss, intermittent fasting is also said to increase our maybe the way we deal with stress. It lowers that cholesterol and decreases our blood pressure and resting heart rates. Uh, there's, there's two kinds. If you want to try it, there's the 5 to 2 diet. You'll normally eat five days a week. And on the other two days, you don't actually fast, but you eat about a quarter of your usual calorie intake, which might be you know, only about five to 600 calories, so really light on those two days. And then the other choice is the 16 to 8 diet. You can eat within an eight-hour time period each day uh, while you fast for the remaining 16 hours of that full day. Uh, the window of time could be noon to 8 or 1 to 9 p.m., so maybe you'll miss one of the meals, either breakfast or, or perhaps uh, you know, uh, a late dinner or something like that. And something I found from Deseret News about uh, how Christians of different faiths will be fasting on Good Friday, uh, which uh, you might be listening to this right before that. The actual fast uh, can look different, but the spiritual significance of skipping meals is often the same. Again, nearly all Catholics fast on the last Friday before Easter, part of the, their worship of God, according to the University of Notre Dame. 
And uh, just recently, President Russell Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints asked members of his church to spend the day, Good Friday, fasting and praying for relief from the coronavirus, inviting any non-members to do the same. The president of the National Association of Evangelicals issued a similar call recently to people of faith all over the country to pray and fast on Good Friday. The message um, is really, you know, meaningful during this pandemic. Of course, you know, when we want to be community-minded and uh, trying to really save people's lives, uh, fasting, like during Lent, is really about um, imitating the actions of Jesus, according to pastors, and um, uniting ourselves with the sacrifice he made on the cross. We can't be there on the cross with him, but we're trying to be like Jesus. And gives us a new perspective, because you know what? Easter is going to come no matter what is happening in the world, and Jesus died on the cross and rose again for us, no matter what is happening in the headlines today. And lastly, our parting gift from former President Abraham Lincoln. I thought this was appropriate during this time. He said, I have been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for that day. So it's not by our power, but by God's power. Again, thank you so much for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. Again, I thank Trey again for coming in and being at a safe distance from me while we did the interview, and uh, and for closing us out in prayer as well. You can go to WTVM.com slash podcast to, to listen to any of the 20 previous podcasts. And if you like it, uh, give it a five-star rating on one of these Spotify or Apple podcasts and write a quick review. We'd love that. You can use hashtag Run the Race Podcast and share this with your friends. Let folks know about it. Maybe a chance for uh, folks to listen to this during Easter weekend or during their time off from work or while under quarantine. And and until next time, may God be with you as we continue to pray for you and your family during this very difficult time. Have a great night.